0: We extend the welcome of Christ to you. The peace of Christ be with you.
1: And also with you.
0: Let's turn and greet one another. We welcome you to Laguna Presbyterian Church, especially if you're visiting us. We are so glad that you are here today. On each one of the pews, there is a friendship pad near the center aisle, and we'd love to have you fill it out and let us know you're here, and then pass it down the row so that other people get a chance to sign it too. You can see the announcements within our bulletin that are in our connections for this week and for the rest of this month uh... the third friday group invites you to join them this coming friday for a picnic at three arch bay it is uh, it, it, we did advertise that it was going to be kitchen in the canyon but kitchen in the canyon has gone out of business so, we are not having them cater. Uh, we will be having Laguna Feast instead. And if that's a deal breaker for you and you already signed up, you can go argue with the people at the card about that this Sunday morning. But if you haven't signed up, we hope that you will. Today's the deadline to sign up for that. It is gated community, so we have to have names in order to call them in. So, we can't do it at the last minute. A new women's Bible study group is forming that's going to start in about 10 days, led by Judy Bell. They're studying The Magnificent Obsession by Anne Graham Lotz. And you can sign up for that at the cart today. There are no more books right now, but we will order some books for you if you sign up for that. Also, Jerry's last Sunday will be the last Sunday of this month, June 24th. Uh, There are lots of things that are being planned for that day, including a few surprises, of course. Um, But after each service, we hope that you'll stay. There'll be cake after each service, and after second service, there'll also be sandwiches and some fun stuff for children. So we hope that you'll hang around after that second service for a while and have a good time together that morning. Uh, And In our community gatherings, the the eight groupings that we did with the deacons, Uh, Some of you are writing notes to Jerry and or to Kay and they are to be put in a photo book that we are assembling for them. If you didn't get a chance to write one of those notes and you would still like to do it, tomorrow is the deadline to get those into the office because we've got to start getting that photo book done in order to have it uh, together soon. Also you can see that there is a deadline if you are going to contribute to the love gift that that is a week from tomorrow.
2: Lord God, you are the source of all life, of all color. We thank you for the red of this season, the season of Pentecost. You poured out your spirit upon the church. You gave your spirit to abide in us, to transform us, to write the message of your love within our very being. May you be honored and praised this morning as we pray as we sing songs to you, as we fellowship together, as we listen to your word, as we baptize, as we come to the table of the Lord. May you be glorified. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.
0: Will you join me in the responsive call to worship that you'll find printed in your bulletin? The Lord is king. Let the earth rejoice. Let the many coastlands be glad. Clouds and thick darkness are all around him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire Fire goes goes before him
1: and consumes his adversaries on every side. His lightnings light up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth
0: the heavens proclaim his righteousness, and all the peoples behold his glory. For you, you, O Lord, Lord, are are most high over all the earth. earth. You You are are exalted exalted far far above all gods. The Lord is king. Let the earth rejoice. So let us stand and praise him together.
1: in the line of your glory in true adoration, worshiping you and singing to your praise. Oh, now let's church. Open the eyes.
3: Open the eyes of my heart, Lord.
1: on the throne, exalted. Let's sing together. I see the Lord seated on
3: the throne, exalted, exalted, and the train of His robe.
1: Seated, you call us to be still and to know that you are God, that you are here, and so we sing this song together.
3: Be still, for the glory of the Lord is shining all around, he burns with.
1: the instruments, praise the Lord.
0: Almighty God, you poured out your Spirit upon gathered disciples, creating bold tongues, open ears, and a new community of faith. We confess that we hold back the force of your Spirit among us. We do not listen for your word of grace, speak the good news of love, or live as a people made one in Christ. Have mercy on us, O God. Transform our timid lives by the power of your Spirit. And fill us with a flaming desire to be your faithful people, doing your will for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. So hear now the silent confessions of our hearts. For we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. My friends, hear the good news. All the promises of God find their yes in Christ. That is why we utter the amen through him to the glory of God. It is God who has put his seal upon us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. In Christ, by the power of the Spirit, we are redeemed. Thanks be to God. Amen.
2: I'd I'd like to invite uh, Catherine and Matthew to bring their son, Jameson, to be baptized this morning. And um, I married these two, what, a couple of years ago now? Year and a half? half? Yeah. (laughs) And uh, they have produced this uh, handsome little boy. Catherine is the daughter of the Cardellucci family. I married her parents as well as the daughters of that marriage, as well as the, the grandchildren of that marriage. So I've been around here for a while. <laughs> and this morning, uh, serving communion with me was Lindsay Phillips. And um, she serves on our session, and uh, I held her in my arms when she was a baby and baptized her. She's the daughter of Craig and Dee Williams. So um, What goes around comes around, and uh, we are delighted that you are here and uh, hear the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, And lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. Obeying the word of our Lord Jesus Christ and sure of his presence with us, we baptize those whom he has called to be his own. We're grateful for the gift of children. They symbolize the blessings of God in our life. That's a part of the creative work of God and of husbands and wives. And uh, we're grateful that this baptism is taking place in the context of the church where you were married and where your parents were married and your sister. And we're just grateful for you. And I want to ask you these questions, Matthew and Catherine. Do you confess that Jesus Christ is your savior and Lord? Do you intend your son to be his disciple? to obey his word, and to show his love. Our Lord Jesus Christ ordered us to teach those who are baptized. Do you, the people of the church, promise to tell this child the good news of the gospel, to help him know all that Christ commands, and by your fellowship to strengthen his ties with the household of God? If you do, will you please say, we do. We do. Let us pray. God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the promises of this covenant relationship that the church has with you and each family within it. The covenant reminds us that we live by your Spirit, that our lives are touched by your creation word, and that you call us to be your faithful disciples and to live in community with one another. And so we pray now that as we baptize with water, you may baptize us with the Holy Spirit so that what we say may be your word and what we do may be your work. In the name of Christ we pray. This is Jameson. Jameson Lou Yara. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, thank you for this little boy. Thank you for his mom and dad and the larger family. Give them wisdom to bring this little one up to know you, to love you, and to serve you. And bless this life and protect this child and his parents and grandparents and the larger family. What a special, handsome gift he is. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. See what love the Father has given to us that we should be called the children of God. And so we are. And uh, God's blessing upon you, Catherine and Matthew. And I have a baptismal certificate for you that I have signed. And also the beginner's Bible for you to make sure, both of you, that you read and nurture the life of this handsome disciple of Jesus. Amen. And I want to say thank you for the wonderful party last Monday evening. What a celebration it was. It touched our hearts very deeply. Uh, Thanks be to God for all of our years together in our shared ministry. And um, all of us are looking forward to God's future in our lives and are very much dependent on the leading of Christ and his continued blessing to rest upon us. 2 Corinthians, right at the end of chapter 2 and then chapter 3, Paul's uh, use of metaphors to describe his relationship uh, to the church in Corinth and his movement in the world as an apostle of Jesus Christ. Verse 17 of chapter 2 of 2 Corinthians. For we are not peddlers of God's word like so many, But in Christ we speak as persons of sincerity, as persons sent from God and standing in His presence. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Surely we do not need, as some do, letters of recommendation to you or from you, do we? You yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts to be known and read by all. And you show that you are a letter of Christ, prepared by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ toward God. Not that we are competent of ourselves to claim anything is coming from us, our competence is from God who has made us competent to be ministers of a new covenant not of letter but of spirit for the letter kills but the spirit gives life now if the ministry of death chiseled in letters of stone tablets came in glory so that the people of Israel could not gaze at Moses' face because of the glory of his face a glory now set aside how much more will the ministry of the Spirit come in glory? For if there was glory in the ministry of condemnation, much more does the ministry of justification abound in glory. Indeed, what once had glory has lost its glory because of the greater glory. For if what was set aside came through glory, much more has the permanent come in glory since then we have such a hope we act with great boldness not like moses who put a veil over his face to keep the people of israel from gazing at the end of the glory that was being set aside but their minds were hardened indeed to this very day when they hear the reading of the old covenant That same veil is still there, since only in Christ is it set aside. Indeed, to this very day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their minds. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, And all of us, with unveiled faces, seeing the glory of the Lord as though reflected in a mirror, are being transformed into the same image, from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, the Spirit, the Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. How important are letters of recommendation? We all depend upon them. To move around in this life, to get jobs, to do anything, to go to university. We depend upon having friends who will recommend us. So it is for a pastor. Gets ready to move to a new congregation, does a personal information form, responds to a whole lot of questions. Questions. Introducing himself, laying himself or herself open to the possibility of a new call and then listing a series of names of recommenders that a pastor's nominating committee can check out to test the character, the life experience, the witness of a person in whom they are interested You may not be aware that churches also have church information forms. And it's like letters written to interested candidates interpreting who they are. I've responded over the years to many telephone calls and given uh, telephone references to pastors' nominating committees about a particular candidate. I've always found it really interesting about the questions that they ask. Our questions say so much about what we think is important, what our faith is about, what our theology is. And we're seeking to determine if there's a match, if we can trust one another. This is something that goes on not only in the church, but in business, in every dimension of our lives. The Apostle Paul was well known to the church at Corinth. He had lived for a year and a half in that city teaching and preaching in the center of the marketplace. He was the father of that church. And he left and he'd gone other places and now he was coming back but others had visited the church and planted some seeds of distrust in the minds of the church and there were some some in that Corinthian church who insisted that they, that Paul provide letters of recommendation to them. And it hurt him because he was well known. He'd spent his life. He'd poured out his soul, his sacrifice. He had made tents in the marketplace there and sold them to support himself. And he'd been at the very center of this very dynamic city and coastal town exposed to all kinds of danger. One night an angel of the Lord said to him, don't be afraid because I have many people in this city. You be bold and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. But some of these perhaps, as we read between the lines, folks, Jewish Christians who had come from the Jerusalem church who were so caught up in the law and obedience to the law, faith plus works, they insisted that Paul provide letters of recommendations from other churches and indeed we read some of these letters of recommendations in other places in the New Testament. They were important. Paul was not putting those down but the charges that were being made against him was that he had perverted the gospel. That he proclaimed the grace of God in faith but he had not proclaimed the just as important truth that one had to keep the law of Moses in addition to believing. Paul had heard that charge before out in the Galatian churches after he had established those churches in Galatia and modern Turkey. Visitors from other places, probably from, from Jerusalem, came along behind him and said, Paul had it wrong." Grace alone is not the message of the good news. It is grace and faith in Jesus, but also obedience to the law. And that meant for the men, the Gentiles being circumcised, and the whole community maintaining kosher lifestyles and purity. And Paul saw that if this vision of the gospel, faith plus works equals salvation, if it gets loose in the church, it will destroy the message of the church. And so he point blank asks the church, are you now asking me for letters that will endorse me? Don't you know this? You are my letter of recommendation. To be sure, I'm a writer. And I've written many letters, many epistles that were read and shared amongst the churches. But the most important writing of all for the Apostle Paul was the writing of the spirit of the living God upon the hearts, upon the tablets of the lives of people to whom he ministered. And it's that theme that I want to just pick up and comment upon briefly. Removed with your help all the The bindings that have 55 years of sermons that I've done. Place them in my garage on the top shelf. Some of them are pretty dusty. Over 70 volumes. Those manuscripts and outlines and bulletins of over from 1963 to the present represent my love letter to the church. More than just letters, they represent hours and hours, hundreds and perhaps thousands of hours of study and prayer and investment words that were proclaimed verbally to the people of God, but in the deepest sense they represent the message, the letter that the Spirit of God has wanted to write upon the life of the church through this very incompetent communicator. I thought about this. We've had these eight meetings and wonderful attendance at these dialogue sessions throughout the springtime in which I've had a chance to interpret these 46 years with you. And of course, not everything could be said. And a part of those meetings, the cards were handed out, and and you were writing letters to me, and uh, as Kathy said, they'll be uh, bound and put into some kind of a book. I haven't seen or read any of them. but they're your love letters to me and to us. And they represent the writing of the Spirit of the living God. This is what the church is about, isn't it? We write letters, we read letters, And our letters are well known. We gain a reputation by the letters that we write. People read those letters. Monday evening, at the end of the evening, most of you were gone. I was gone, but some of the staff at the country club spoke with our leadership and said, you know what, we serve lots of organizations and even churches here. But we want you to know that you're the nicest people that we've ever served. We write the letter of Christ, and we're not even aware of it. By the Spirit, by the the grace, by the gratitude, by the love that is in our heart, the smiles on our faces, We build one another up. We are not a perfect people, we letter writers. You know, we've lost the art of writing letters. We've been reduced to a certain number of characters on Twitter our Facebook or all the social media, the genre of letter writing as was practiced down through the centuries in the Western world, at least, has grown weaker. I find myself, I write so seldom with a pen on a piece of paper that my writing is far worse than it was when I was a kid in school. We need to reclaim what letter writing is about in the church. We've received the great letter, the Word of God, inspired by the Holy Spirit, God's love letter to the church. How dependent we are upon that letter of the Scriptures. We've come to know God in one another's faces. And we discovered that all of us are in a process of transformation. That the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And it's not Christ plus legal obedience. I did not come to Laguna Beach to plant a new moral community. Nor to build the statue of the Ten Commandments in the Rose Garden. I came to lift up Jesus Christ and his cross as the great demonstration of the love and grace of God. And it was this truth that was rediscovered in the Protestant Reformation of the 16th century, that it's grace alone, that it's faith alone, that it's Christ alone, that it's Scripture alone. Never move from this gospel. This is the good news. We cannot add anything to what God has done already and is doing in each of our lives. And he's still doing it. Still doing, comforting, strengthening, speaking truth to us, filling us up, turning us into little Christ, even though we have to pretend, as C.S. Lewis said, it's God who does the great pretending (laughs) that we are the perfect children of God because he sees us in the righteousness of Christ, dressed in him, And so he's here this morning and he's doing again at this table the proclamation of the word, the broken body and the shed blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. The power of the Holy Spirit, the spiritual presence of Jesus Christ to be received in faith. The work of transformation going on is God's great gift. This will continue in this space, in your life and in my life in the larger church and world. Thanks be to God.
0: God, in Jesus Christ you knit us together as your church, here and with your people around the world. So we pray for your church in every place. We ask your blessing on Jamie Maxwell as she goes in your name and as our representative to minister to refugees with the church in Athens. Through her may they experience your love and your care. Lord Jesus, as in times past, not all the sick and suffering found their way to your side, but had to have their hands taken, or their bodies carried, or their names mentioned. So we bring to you those in need of your care here and around the world, praying for your mercy on them, for the healing and comfort that only you can bring. Give us your grace, O Lord, to be generous with you and with others, with our time and our love and our energy, and to follow you and the ways of your kingdom. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Will you be seated?
2: The spiritual presence of Christ is with us this morning. He's alive in each one of our hearts by faith. He promises that people will come from east and west and north and south and sit at table in the kingdom of God. He knocks at the door of our hearts and asks to be welcomed, to be shown hospitality with the promise that he will come in and eat with us. And fellowship with us unite us and empower us for his work in the world and so we come this morning with hearts of Thanksgiving knowing that he continues to write the letter of his love into our very being let us give thanks
0: loving God we thank you for you made us and you set us in your world to love and to serve you More than we could ever ask or think is your love for us in Jesus Christ. In him you shared our human condition, bone of our bone, flesh of our flesh, taking upon yourself our frailty and brokenness. By his dying and rising you release us from bondage to guilt and sin and free us from the dominion of death. You make us your very own people, Gracious God, send now in kindness your Holy Spirit to settle on this bread and wine, that the bread we break and the cup we bless may be to us the body and blood of Christ. As this bread is Christ's body for us, send us out to be the body of Christ in the world. Lead us, O God, by the power of your Spirit to live in response to your great love. Give us strength to serve you faithfully until the day when your kingdom comes, even as we pray together for the coming of that day, saying, Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy thy will be done, done
2: on earth as as it is in heaven. heaven. Give Give us this day our daily bread, bread, and and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation,
0: but but deliver, deliver us, us from, from evil for thine, thine is the kingdom and the power and the, power, and the, the glory, glory forever, forever. Amen. amen on the night when he was betrayed the lord jesus took bread and after giving thanks he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying this is my body given for you do this remembering me
2: like manner, after supper jesus took the cup and said this cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood as often as you eat this bread and drink from this cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes he has come he is with us this morning he is coming thanks be to God our ushers will bring you a row at a time we invite you to take a piece of bread Dip it in the cup and commune, return prayerfully down the side aisles, and be in prayer until all have been served. Would our elders please come and join us here? In life and in death we belong to God through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit. Go forth to write the letters of the love of God into every human heart. Amen.